We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo with a collection of fellow miscreants from podcasts all over the NFL. That's right, it's our retake. Back last August, I got this group of this motley crew together to go over the season that we thought was going to be. And of course, we agreed when it was all over to come back and look at our train wreck. And after putting all the numbers together, it indeed is a train wreck. So let me introduce you to the entire group here. First, I have the Rock Power Reports, Drew Gear and Chris Kruger. Joining us, representing the Buffalo Bills. What's up, gentlemen? We're just living the dream over here. Living over here in Buffalo, dream. New York, you know. It's still snowing. It's still sub-20 degrees. I'm sure wherever you guys are, much, it's much more hospitable. I'm not sure it's that much more hospitable. I'm in Ohio, for crying out loud, but okay. <laughs> um, what are your opening thoughts, guys? Got some opening thoughts for me? Well, uh, we just did a we just did a podcast before we came on with you guys, and we we talked a lot about Drew's favorite thing, the combine. Talked a lot about hand size. <laughs> I'll tell you this: if if we're looking back to last year, the first thing I have to say is I put my faith in Doug Marone, guys. You all sat there silent while I was talking up the Jaguars. Couldn't any of you have thrown me a bone and told, reminded me that I'm talking about a guy who loves bologna? Like, that's his favorite 
It's his favorite meat is bologna. That's a problem right there in and of itself. None of you can help me. That's right. You have to do a Seagram's. You have to drink a Seagram's podcast, don't you? You made a bet with Garrett, wasn't it? You made a bet with Garrett. You did. All right. So you're going to down a Seagram's here. All right. We have this, the Chicago Audible's Brandon Hazlett representing the Chicago Bears. Brandon, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Had a had a name change since I was on in August, so uh, it's been going good with the new name change. It's, uh, yeah, what happens man. when the NFL sends you a letter saying you got to change things up? I'm just waiting for mine, to be honest with you. I talked to, <laughs> to Will about that. I'm, I've already begun the preparations on that one. Hey, what do you yep. have to say about that 2018 NFL season, man? What a surprise. I uh, definitely did not see 12-4 and four in the Bears' future, so that was a lot of fun to be able to go through that roller coaster. And uh, just like the Rock Pile, we did a uh, podcast before we came on, or I came on here. Uh, again, a lot of talk about the Combine, did our state of the franchise for the third phase special teams, as exciting as that sounds. So uh, a lot of good things happening over at the Audible. Next up, we have the Keep Poundins podcast with Dennis Walsh for the Carolina Panthers. Dennis, man, how you doing? Doing well, man. Been a... Uh... Hasn't been too long since you joined us for our Madden sim, huh? Yeah. That was fun. It wanted to be right, Dagnabbit, didn't it? It's always right. Three years in a row, pretty much. Yeah. But even uh, the low-scoring game. It was, 10-7, to 7, yeah. So, so, sorry about that, by the way. But, uh, yeah, good to see you again. Yeah, Talk to you here. again, all that stuff. So, what are your initial thoughts looking back at 2018? It, it's weird, man. You, you, you mentioned an inconsistency, and uh, we saw about four different Panthers teams this year, so... Um, kind of a, kind of a, a end of an era here with the with the uh, with the Panthers. We, we, I did actually predict Peppers would retire, but a lot of old guys, people that have been on the team a long time, leaving this year, kind of getting that fresh start and maybe evolving into that fun offense that we've been hoping for for the last you know five years. So, I think this is a big off season for the Panthers. Finally, we have the lightning rounds. Garrett Sisti for the. San Diego Dash, Los Angeles Chargers. Garrett, how's it going, bud? Good, man, good. Want to point out, first uh, and foremost, Rock Pile Report 0-2 against me. Uh, they wanted to take the under on the Week 2 matchup against the Bills. Of course, the Chargers beat that ass. Uh, they were they won by 11. I think it was 31-20 <laughs> at that point. So uh, this is number two, uh, Seagram bet they lost to me. And that's it, really. Any final thoughts on the season that was? Oh, man. Well, for the Chargers, it was great. Uh, they definitely overachieved in uh, everybody's mind. 12-4 and four was great. Getting uh, a playoff win was good as well. Uh, of course, loss to the Patriots, bad. But, uh, yeah, it was a very uh, promising season for the Chargers. Don't have a lot of key free agents uh, up this year. So, uh, very promising going into 2019. All right, as for me, guys, this season was a heck of a ride that ended quite bitterly. My only one team can win. I just wish it wasn't the Patriots, gosh darn it. I mean, I think we can all agree on that, right? No one wanted to see that. No. No. If you're talking about the Patriots winning a Super Bowl, I have a bottle of champagne in my fridge right now. I don't know what to do with it because I bought it. Last year, we had a bottle of champagne from where me and my wife got married. Okay? As a Bills fan, watching the Patriots lose the Super Bowl the way they did was one of the – that was the crown jewel on the whole season. I mean, I thought winning the – making the playoffs was enough. Watching them lose the Super Bowl somehow felt better. This year I bought another bottle of champagne, put it in the fridge, and said, hey, when they lose the Super Bowl again, we'll pop the uh, – it didn't happen. <laughs> so well, now it's still in there, and I don't know what to do with it. You know who did pop off on the way to the Super Bowl? That was Robert Kraft, apparently. So we can at least make fun of him. <laughs> well, well, hey, hey Drew, uh, we got to see two Super Bowls this year. I, we got to see the actual Super Bowl, and then we got to uh, watch Kelvin Benjamin's Super Bowl, which was preseason game week one, where he put more effort in in that game than probably every game he's played combined. That right. was fun. Here's well, first of all, he had Nathan Peterman. I mean, come on. Oh, jeez. Yeah, Nathan Peterman. You know, a stud quarterback, Nathan Peterman, throwing football. Ultimately, first of all, curse you Panthers for sending us this guy. For, for, you, you trade him to us for picks, and the GM had to be laughing the entire time he signed off on that. Like, I can't believe these guys are willing to take this guy. This is hilarious. Oh, Lord. I, Ultimately, the guy went on to KC and did nothing. 
which made me feel a lot better about his contributions here because everyone kept saying Kelvin Benjamin's going to leave the Buffalo Bills and he's going to go to he's going to go to a a good quote unquote good offensive football team and he's going to start putting up numbers. That's what everyone thought about him. And then when we watched him drop his first pass ever in the Chiefs offense, it's like, okay, there's the guy. There's the guy that we've been watching for weeks. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, that was Cam's fault, though. But anyway, sorry, Derek. Sorry to derail you. (laughs) Well, I I get the sense it's going to happen a lot in this show today. But all right, folks, before we get knee-deep into today's show, we do remind you that we're available anywhere podcasts can be found, including Spotify, SoundCloud, Spreaker, pretty much everywhere. You can also find our podcast list with Clutch Points. They feature an awesome app that loads the NBA and the NFL information to your fingertips. Check them out at clutchpoints.com or download the app. Also, don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. It really helps us out. And don't forget our other shows on the network. We're doing the best we can to, to take over Rams Nation on the podcast network anyways. Rams Uncensored, Rampage Radio, Butting Heads, and soon Norm Hightower's new show, which will focus on breaking down film. So we're doing the best we can to put all kinds of Rams content out there. All right. So here's the rules, guys. Last, last August, we got together, and, and we went through all of our predictions. All right. Now, today, I went back to that podcast. I wrote down everybody's prediction, and I scored it on who was the most accurate for each question. So today is the day we see who was the most right and who was the most wrong. And I'm also going to ask you to see if you um, think I was accurate in my determinations here as to uh, those scores. Okay, so for the first question I asked you guys, the breakout story of the 2018 season. Here's the answers that went down. Den. So the breakout story is going to be the Jags defense. Drew called the unraveling of the New England Patriots. Brandon, he said the uh, the breakout story of the, the return of the quarterbacks coming from ACL surgeries, Wentz and Watson's. Uh, Wentz and Watson. Uh, Garrett, the rookie quarterbacks. I mean, how do you know? And so where he thought, and then I had, and I think this is, I think I, I gave myself the point on this one, guys. I I think I gave myself the point on this one. I called for the reemergence of Cleveland and Chicago as Legends franchises, and we saw the rise of Cleveland late in the year, Chicago making the playoffs. I also put here in question mark here for Brandon, how does he evaluate that question now? And, of course, where does Garrett stand? But I gave myself the point. Do you guys agree or disagree? I'll start with Den. Do I, dis- do I agree or disagree with you giving yourself the point? Is that what you're yeah, asking me? Take a, no, take I, I, I totally do. I totally do. I uh I actually listened to that on the way home the other night, and I was like, wow, Derek nailed that one. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do think the Jaguars were the breakout story as far as, you know, how bad they are. I didn't say they were going to be good, did I? <laughs> you said the defense, no, the I, defense I definitely was actually did. okay. I definitely right? did. But Jalen Ramsey coming unraveled, yeah. But no, I, I, I totally agree with you, you taking that. The quarterbacks, um, uh, Mahomes and, and whatnot, I think that was Garrett. Um, close second, but, yeah, I think calling the Browns and the Bears – to do well as a bold move uh, in August, and uh, tip of the cap. All right, Drew, your thoughts? I, I couldn't have – they won the Super Bowl. I couldn't have been more wrong. I called this team falling apart, and for some parts of the season, it looked like they might. I mean, they started the season, they looked like roadkill, and then they met Miami and just steamrolled them, and that seemed to be the thing that got them going. And even though they lost against Miami later on in the season, they never looked as vulnerable as they did in the early portion of the year. I thought that what we were I knew we were going to see a bad football team on the on the field for the Patriots in that first few weeks. I just didn't realize they'd ever climb out of the grave, and they did. And not only did they do it, but then they did it throughout the postseason and they go on to win the Lombardi, which makes me the most wrong person out of this entire conversation, if there's a way to be wrong, I think I've trumped it. This wasn't the first time that Drew's done this. Remember, do you remember we're on to Cincinnati? Drew called into a local radio station here and said, oh, that's it, Patriots, but they're done. We're on to, we're on to Cincinnati, the Patriots are done. He got, it's not the, this is the second time he's wrong on the Patriots. So wait, Derek, to, so to, to your question, yes, I give you the point as to the most right, but can we do the most wrong? What was Drew the most wrong? 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'll take that one, yeah. I mean, I wasn't trying to go there. I was trying to be a little more positive. And, and to be honest, when I went through the points, I didn't get many more right. So I kind of won. I kind of lucked out with the tip of the cap there. Um, but, yeah, I guess we can. Brandon had the quarter. Brandon, you're next. You had the quarterbacks that returned from ACL injuries. And um, I thought Wentz and Watson did decent this year. They, just, they weren't prolific like we'd hoped they would be. But solid years overall. overall. I'm not sure what your thoughts are. Yeah, definitely solid years for both of them. Uh, I mean, Wentz completed nearly 70% of his passes, had a 3-to-1 touchdown interception ratio, and Sean Watson threw for more than 4,000 yards. So very solid years by both guys, but I think uh, you still get the point for having the uh, more solidified, I guess, uh, storyline there. Garrett, rookie quarterbacks, your thoughts? Yeah, and I, you know, I even threw in, you know, Trubisky because his first, you know, year as a starter, and then even Mahomes. So if you can include Trubisky, Mahomes, Mayfield uh, made the Browns hot there towards the end of the year. Lamar Jackson carried the Ravens into the playoffs. Uh, you know, Darnold and Rosen didn't do much, but uh, those were uh, pretty big storylines. Yeah, um, I guess. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll relent and say it's a close second, but I think we can all agree that uh, Drew was the most wrong. <laughs> I'm waiting for him to down his uh, to, to chug that Seagram's later. All right, number hey, two. I put it on Garrett. Garrett, <laughs> call wide open for you, brother. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Breakout Super Bowl contender. I gave the point to Garrett on this one. He named the Houston Texans at the Super Bowl contender. Um, I don't think anybody else here. Actually, nobody else here is close. Brandon had the Giants. Drew had the Vikings. Den had the Rams. Close, close there. Um, and but then got wrong with the Jaguars, and I had the Packers. Uh, wow! So I think it's an easy one. Anybody want to counter that one and make a different argument? I'm scratching my head with my Giants pick. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, a couple of us were higher on the Giants, at least finishing second, doing better this year. I mean, they were a better football team, but they were. But geez, okay. So I, I, I picked the Jaguars and the Vikings playing for the Super Bowl. Uh, did it's, you? The, no, you didn't. You had the Rams and the, and the Jaguars, dude. Rams and the Jaguars. Okay, so I got one right, but I ha- I thought very highly of the Vikings, and I know that I thought the Jaguars would go to the big game. It doesn't get much more wrong than that. Well, Everything I thought about last, I, I, I had that as well, Drew. I believe so. Okay, well there we go. See now I don't feel so bad. Thanks, thanks for yeah. helping me, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I had Pat's Rams in the championships, but they both lost. Go ahead, Den. Sorry. Uh, major drop-off here. Number three, the major drop-off. Den, Patriots. Drew, Patriots. Brandon, Chiefs. Garrett, Chiefs. And I called the Steelers. I gave myself the point on that one. You guys want to tell me I'm wrong? No. 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 We're far smarter than we were. So, well, here's – but, you know, just, just to kind of a, a spoiler alert here um, – I only get one more right the entire time through, so here we go. All right. Number four, Rookie of the Year. Garrett, Saquon Barkley. Brandon, Saquon Barkley. Drew, Sonny Michelle, Rashad Penny. Den, Bradley Chubb. And me, I picked Denzel Ward. Um, Actually, I thought this was one of the more high-quality ones we did. All these guys did pretty well this year when they got playing time. And uh, but Saquon Barkley obviously was dominant. I gave the points to, to Garrett and Brandon. Anybody want to take a victory lap here? Didn't I pick? I think I picked Saquon too, didn't I? No, you have. I thought I had of the me- the mention of Chubb. I don't know. You, no, you, we'll, we'll, we'll go check Chubb, the tape man. on that one. Well, check the tape. I'm telling you, <laughs> I played the second second by second, dude. That's okay. fine. Um, I I don't know about you guys. I thought Saquon was outstanding this year, man. I really did. Okay, I mean. If the Giants had an offensive line for anything else, we're talking actually about a playoff team. Any thoughts at all? The the thing that surprised me when they play the Bears and beat the Bears in overtime, uh, the Bears just couldn't tackle him. Like I was so surprised because there is one play that always stands out to me. Uh, you talk about their bad offensive line. I don't know if it was just the Bears not showing up, but there's like a 15-yard pocket where Saquon's just following his offensive line. So I, there's a lot of parts that go into a, a good running back in his offensive line. At least did his part against the Bears anyway. Dude, do you know what's crazy, though? I was at the Lions game, and I was on the way out, the Rams-Lions game. Okay, I'm on the way out the car. I'm checking the scores, and I hear I stop, and I see the Bears lose that game, the Giants in overtime. I'm thinking, are you serious? Are you serious? 
the Bears just crapped the bed like this, man, next week's going to be fun. And then the Bears just came out there and just physically do- dominated <laughs> the Rams and made them look as as bad as the uh, the Patriots did on during the Super Bowl. Just was I couldn't believe that. Ah, uh, no, gosh. All right, so folks, we have a lot more to to uh, talk to these guys about. Before we do, we do want to give a shout to one of our sponsors. We do want to remind you, if you are a Rams fan, that, hey, we, there's a great book out there. Jim Hawks, Hollywood Team, Great Glamour, the 1950s Los Angeles Rams. The book tells the story of the 1950s Rams through the lens of Jim's dad, John, who was an offensive lineman for the team from 1953 to 1957. Check out a son's story of his father and the team he played for in an era of glitz, glamour, and future Hall of Famers. Read about players like Norm Van Brocklin, Elroy, Crazy Lakes Hirsch, Tom Fears, and Les Richter, in this story, spend the 1950s Los Angeles Rams. You can find Hawk's book online at hollywoodsteam.com and on Twitter at hollywoodsteam. It's available both in a hardback, electronic form, and Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Oh, and it's out in paperback this September 6th. Folks, this is a great opportunity. All proceeds go to Homeboy Industries. It's a charity in Los Angeles dealing with kids and you know young adults who are trying to get out of gangs. This, this is a this is a special charity to help get those folks out and give them a real chance at life. Okay, I've read the book cover to cover. It's well worth your time. So check it out. Jim Hawks, Hollywood's Teen, Grit, Glamour, and the 1950s Los Angeles Rams. All right, question number four. This was the last stand question. Okay, and Den, I'm starting with you. You said the player who makes his last stand this year is Julius Peppers. I said Tom Brady. Drew said Akeem Talib and Tom Brady. Garrett said J.J. Watt. And Brandon had Clay Matthews. Who do you think got the point here, guys? I'll start with I'll start with Dan. Who do you think got the point? Uh, I'm going to go on a whim here and say I, I think I took that one. All right. Drew? You know what? Akeem Talib is an old man, but he's got balls. And so with that, I'll say that he, I, I give it to Dan. Yeah, he has to have it. Well, Peppers is literally the only person that retired, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be no, my second. Po- that, that's right. my second point, right, Derek? <laughs> is that my second point, or is that my first? Yeah. One? Well, well, hold on, Garrett. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely Den, um, and I, I'll okay. take the crown for the uh, most wrong here for JJ Watt. I wanted to throw a fire. Uh, answer in one of these, so uh, I'll take the least wrong this time around, but Den's definitely the most right. Okay, actually, wait, Brandon, you there? Yeah. Thoughts? Den takes it. Den takes it. Actually, I gave it a tie, okay? And my rationale was that we saw a garbage Clay Matthews for much of the year. Garbage, and I gave the tie to Den as well with Julius Peppers finishing out strong and retiring. Um, Anybody want to dispute that, or you want to go ahead and just change it to, to Den? I'll I think Den deserves matches. it. I think Den gets the point. <laughs> All right, so I'll I'm go. just glad we didn't finish in last on that one. <laughs> Chris, you're you picked a you hitched your wagon to a loser. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, we do live in Buffalo. Right. So, by the way, since I'm I'm going with the team here, I'm adjusting score, so there's a chance my winner may change here now. All right. AFC East, I asked you guys for who wins the division, who finishes last, and who gets the wild card. Three points went out on this one. Brandon had the Patriots with the Jets last, no wild card. Garrett had the Patriots with the Jets last, no wild card. Drew had the Patriots, Jets last, no wild card. Each of you got points. I had the Dolphins finishing last along with Den, so we got nothing. In the end, That uh, so go Brandon, Garrett, and Drew Everybody, can we just agree now that AFC East is nothing more than a train wreck? Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, so honestly. Train wreck? Okay, here's what I'll say. You're looking there at a go. bunch of teams. Two of them, two of them by design, destroyed their franchises. The Jets, the Jets were bad. So they said, well, let's get as bad as we possibly can. Let's trade up and get a quarterback. And let's not spend a lot so that next offseason we have money. The Bills in the same vein said, well, we're not going to try to tank. But what we will do is we'll sell off as many pieces as we can to get the draft capital in order to move up and get a young quarterback. And then we're going to start both of those quarterbacks. Let's start two rookie quarterbacks with incomplete rosters and see how they fare. And I guess the thing is, 
the Bills somehow still didn't finish in the basement of the division. That, to me, is a win. I'm looking at it in terms of not a train wreck, but both of those teams now have quarterbacks who have seen a year of they've seen a year of NFL football and both of them have serious money to spend more than what there's 32 teams, 29 other franchises don't have the cash. Drew, let me ask you a question, man. Let me just break in here. Okay. How many AFC East titles in a row have the Patriots won? We don't have enough hands over here. I I, I rest my case, man. Is it 15? I rest my case. But my point is, both of these teams have the young quarterbacks, a lot of cap space. They're going to continue trying to build. Whether they do it successfully or not, I don't know. But they're on the upswing, whereas you're looking at a Patriots team that's literally thriving on three old guys. Three old guys. And, and they still couldn't pass them up, man. I'm going to keep hey, picking them to be the team. Brandon, Garrett, Dan, step in. What are your thoughts here? Well, I looked it up, and it's def- it's ten years in a row that the Patriots it's 10, have won yeah. the year. Because the yeah. Jets got that weird one, but then it's yeah. like five more before that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is a train wreck, man. Uh, you can keep saying what you want, but uh, no, this <laughs> the Patriots own that division. The Bills are a mess. The Jets are a mess. Dolphins don't have a quarterback. I mean, it's it's a mess over there. I, I don't know how you call it anything other than a train wreck. Yes, they got more experience, but what is that? Is that going to make them a better team? Probably not. You know what's crazy is is being from Boston, um, it, people defend the AFC East and say, yes, the Patriots beat up on them, but then they always throw out that, like, I forget what the actual stat is, that they're, like, well above six, uh, 500 against the rest of the AFC or something stupid. It's the weirdest stat in the world, but, yeah, the AFC East is a, uh, is a train wreck. Carolina, even last year, just went through the whole thing 4-0, so I'm, I'm convinced. Brandon. <laughs> Garbage. Brandon. Not a qualifier. All of our teams here, this is Drew, all of our qualifiers here in the AFC East, you look at our teams, everyone says we're a train wreck, and yet I think the Bills drafted in the top three once in the last decade. And when I look at the Jets, I don't think they've had a top three pick in the last 10 years. But Drew, they made the playoffs once in the last decade too, man. Okay. I but mean, let's be honest about that. out there that are far bigger messes I'm just got. saying, we're, we're talking the entire division as a whole here. Brandon, take your shot, man. Yeah, when Adam Gase uh, left the Dolphins and signed with the Jets, you see how big his eyes get? That's because he still couldn't believe that he's still playing in the train wreck that was the AFC East. <laughs> it's owned by the Patriots. It, there's still a lot of work to be done by the other three teams, so that's kind of where I'm at with that uh, division. I mean, okay. with with the Dolphins and the Jets, it seems like they're just waiting until the Patriots are, are done, you know, and Bill, Bill and Tom leave. At least in Buffalo, you get McDermott and whatever, but the other guys I feel like are just like, we'll, we'll be good someday. And that's kind of the mentality they have. <clears throat> All right. So moving on the AFC. Drew, you're on island there, man. You're on island. Uh, AFC <laughs> North. Den had the Steelers first. Bengals last. No wild card. Drew, same. Me, same. Gary had the Steelers first. Browns last. No wild card. And I gave the point to Brandon because he got at least something right here. He had the Steelers first. He had the Bengals last, but then he had the Ravens as the wild card. The Ravens do win the division. And so because he's the closest, well, least wrong, he got the point. Any argument there? Nope. All right, so. I don't have one. All right, my question to you guys. What the heck? Pittsburgh? I mean, honestly, thoughts here? I'll start, I'll start with Garrett. Pittsburgh, what? Yeah, man. Uh, the collapse started when uh, they had that brutal loss at home against the Chargers, and uh, now Antonio Brown's gone. Bell's out the door. It's uh, it's wild over there, man. And everybody's back in Roethlisberger, who seems to be the biggest issue in that locker room. So, uh, yeah, man, they're uh, they definitely going to take a step back this next year. You know, for me, the ironic thing is Pittsburgh is where it all went wrong for us this year. What was it like, fifty-two to nothing? And uh, that's when Cam really got hurt by T.J. Watt. And that game just completely derailed the season. The Panthers were 6-2 and two before that game. And I don't even know what happened that game. I, try, I tried chalking it up to Thursday night. So when I think of the Steelers, that's how I remember them in 2018. But, yeah, as far as their result, I mean, um, it's weird. They beat the Patriots but can't even make the playoffs. So, Brandon. 
we talked about the wrong team unraveling all year, or at least you know in the the preview we talked about the Patriots unraveling, but it was really the the Steelers when when Bell never showed up, and then AB's wanting to do all this, and we know Roethlisberger likes to run his mouth on his radio show, and I don't think Mike Tomlin has any sort of control over his locker room because he's just a a loose kind of guy. So uh, yeah, I think it was just really the wrong team that we predicted to unravel. Drew, well, ultimately that's what did it. I mean, he just spoke to it. They unraveled because they don't have the right guys in the right position. If you have a locker room that has that many egos, think about explosive players. Those guys all carry egos with them. Your Le'Veon Bells, your Antonio Browns, your Ben Roethlisberger's. You as a coach have to manage those egos. Tomlin has proven that he can't do that. Look at what happened with James Harrison. That should have been the warning sign that these things were coming with these other star players. Now that everyone butted heads, Tomlin deferred like everyone else in the organization did to the quarterback. And that organization fell apart because everyone, there was a lot of quit in that team. When you saw them down the stretch, there was a lot of quit in that football team. And that's disappointing for a team that had the talent to compete on the level that they did. I think too. Go ahead, Derek. Sorry. I was going to say, I I think real quick, I think one thing that kind of, covered that up early was James Conner doing so well. I mean, if he got off to a terrible start, that would have been a story all year. But he kept them in the conversation. And uh, I think, again, that's why ultimately they unraveled, but we didn't really notice it in the beginning because he could cover the bell void, you know? I mean, honestly, I'm going to take this a little bit too. Just, you know, I'm living, I live here in Northeast Ohio. I'm just 20 miles from the Pennsylvania border. And so, Lost Wars fans here, I think. If you look hindsight 2020, you probably saw it coming. When your head coach is more focused on being a social justice warrior, when you're not dealing with the problems in the room, you know, I, I think it's inevitable. But the worst part about it to me, the, the almost tragic part about it is this is the freaking Pittsburgh Steelers, man. This is the organization that we've all known to be arguably one of the classiest organizations in the league. And instead, we've been treated to the real world Pittsburgh style in the last two years. And that's, I think it's embarrassing for the league. I think it's embarrassing for a, legis, a legacy franchise like the Steelers. I don't think there's any, any other way to say it. So, All right, so AFC South. AFC South. I'm going to start with Garrett. He had the Jags first place, Colts in last place, Titans as the wild card. Uh, I think it's safe to say that Garrett didn't get the point here. Brandon, the only person... To pick the division winner, had the Texans, also had the Colts last, Jags as a wild card, because he's the only person who did. Brandon gets the point. I had the Jags, Colts, and Texans as the wild card. Um, not, not, I, doesn't, doesn't top the Texans win the division. Drew had the Jags, Colts, and Texans. Den had the Jags, Colts, Tets, Texans, Titans. So we all were wrong. Um, Brandon had the one correct answer being the division, so I gave him the point. Anybody want to oppose that? Nope. No, Ooh. man. I uh, just want to say I, I was the most wrong again. Uh, that's two now <laughs> for everybody counting at home. <laughs> okay. AFC West. Den, he's the winner de facto because he's the only person who had the Chiefs win the division. He had the Broncos last. That's where he was wrong. Uh, no wild card. I had the Chargers win the division with the Raiders last. Uh, Drew had the Chargers and didn't give me a last place team. Had the Chiefs win the the. The wild card, Brandon had the Chargers, um, no last place named, and Chiefs also winning the wild card, and Garrett had the Chargers winning division, Broncos last place, Chiefs win the wild card. I gave it to Den because the Chiefs won the division. That uh, was kind of like the, the higher up echelon, but I can see an argument looking back for those who had the Chargers win the division, Chiefs win the wild card. Anybody want to make an argument there? No argument, but I just want to say that the Oakland Raiders are the best team in that division for giving the Bears Khalil Mack. Notice how you said giving Khalil Mack. <laughs> Pretty much. Gift yeah. wrapping Here's, it for him. The thing that drove me crazy was listening to Bills fans pine over Khalil Mack. It's like, look, you can get a pass rusher. Is that going to solve – you guys just got done telling me what a mess my team is. I'm smart enough to know that – that wouldn't have solved all of our team's problems. That would have been like what we did when we went out and spent $94 million on Mario Williams and you had E.J. Manuel at quarterback. That's the equivalent there. At the end of the day, 
You guys got the the Bears got him, and it was a great get for your franchise. It really did set you guys up for success. And I'm happy for you because you had the infrastructure already in place to support a player like that. Fit him in the salary cap, find a way to make it work, and win games with, I don't know, a young quarterback who's on the upswing. We had nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So so kudos to you guys for making that happen. Well, the reason why you had nothing, though, is because you you guys went and got – well, you give up your draft picks, go get a quarterback that you shouldn't have gotten. I mean, let's be honest about that. He, said, <laughs> uh, he threw his headphones. Oh, come on. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. We are, we are he just can't live with it. I don't blame him. All right, well, NFC East. Now, Derek, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. And sure. Before we move on, since this is kind of a breaking point, you mind if uh, Drew and Chris over there? Drink their Seagrams oh, while absolutely. we take a break here. Because right, they got to pay up sometime. During well, how okay. drink so, folks, for those of you who don't know, Seagrams bets, it's it's more than a bet. It's shame. There's shame involved with this. It's Right now I'm drinking a Seagrams Escapes Bahama Mama. Yeah, I don't have any more Seagrams in my fridge. You heard it right there. I made a bet with Garrick Sisti. I called that we would beat his football team, and guess what? It wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. It was an embarrassment, and def- I, I guess I have to wear some of that because I have bravado on my side. When it comes to talking about how we're going to do against opponents, I'll wear my shame. I'll drink this Seagram's. Chris, I'll see you on the other side. Just just drink it, man. Just drink it. Go. All right. While he's doing that, he's chugging it. There we go. NFC East. Derek, you're muted. No, I'm not. But Drew just downed his Seagrams, and that's what's most important here, is that he made the Piper. <laughs> Are you taking the other half of that? No, this is the only one I had left in my refrigerator. I do have oh, okay. 45 sitting on top of my other fridge, if that's a, <laughs> that's an equivalent. But that's... I, I would say so, yes. <laughs> Are you done yet, Drew? Did you finish that thing? Yeah, in like seven seconds. He's a champion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> NFC East. Here we go, Garrett. You ready? You ready? Yep, I'm ready. Sorry, I thought you were about to read me something very bad. And I it was is bad. Waiting for Eagles, it to first okay. place. Redskins, last place. Cowboys, wild card. Um, Brandon has the Giants in first place. All right. Redskins, last place. Philly, wild card. I had Philly first place, Cowboys last place, no wild card. Drew had Philly first place, Cowboys last place, Giants and Redskins competing for a wild card. He never gave me a definitive answer on that one. Doesn't matter, they were both wrong. And then Philly first place, Cowboys last place. I gave it to Brandon because he was dead on with Philly getting the wild card, even though the Giants finished first. He was down with the Philly getting the wild card. Garrett, I think, has an argument because basically the Eagles and Cowboys were split. I mean, they switched. You guys yeah. want to – how do you guys feel about that? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> they both made the playoffs. I just had it flip-flopped. So I would think I would get that one. I think you would too had since – Yeah, since yeah. I had the wild card and I had the last place team finishing first, I have no issue giving <laughs> up my, my point there. Wait, Derek, what did I have? Then you had Philly first place, Cowboys last place, no wild card. Oh, that's not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, by the way, that shifts the scores dramatically there to our, who our winner is. Okay. Good. I just want to say. All right. <laughs> As you can see, I'm perfectly willing to change my mind. Uh, this is a more democratic show. Okay. NFC South. Den had the Saints first, Tampa. Last, Panthers is the wild card. Drew, Saints first, Tampa last, no wild card. I had Saints first, Tampa last, Falcons wild card. Brandon had Saints first, Tampa last, no wild card. Garrett had Saints first, Tampa last, Falcons wild card. So I gave the point a split here. Each one got a point. Drew and Brandon both had it. Saints, Tampa, no wild card. 
Okay. A lot better than finishing in the basement. All right. <laughs> All right. So NFC North. Garrett had the Vikings in first place. Bears in last place. No wild card. Brandon had the Vikings in first place. Lions in last place. No wild card. I had the Packers taking division. Lions in last place. No wild card. Drew had the Packers in first place. Lions in last place. Vikings with the wild card. And Den had Packers in first place. Bears in last place. Vikings wild card. Um, this came down to who was the least wrong. Brandon and I split the points because we both had the Lions finishing last. Um, and yeah, and we had no wild card picked. So the, the, we're the least wrong. I'm really bad at this. Wow. <laughs> wow. Any arguments? Nope. Nope. Okay. So no arguments. On, I want to pose one thing with you guys. Three of us had the Packers win the division. Two of us had the Vikings win the division. So honest question. I think I'll start with Brandon because this is this is his division. Brandon, what the hell happened with the NFC North? Uh, you know, it was not the way any of us thought it was going to go. We thought Minnesota would be the a lot tougher team, but they couldn't seem to put anything together when it when it really mattered. Uh, and the Bears, I mean, that prior to Khalil Mack, I didn't think that this was a first place team. Uh, and Khalil Mack came, and that that really changed everything. And Green Bay just, I know that another team that's really unraveling is, is Green Bay over there. Now they're talking about reloading with all these different weapons, either AB or Le'Veon Bell, but. Uh, they recognize that they're falling apart. They got their new head coach now, and I still think they're headed in the wrong direction as of right now. But it was really surprising to all of us that it declined the way it did. Garrett? Yeah, you know, you figured it would be a easy transition for the Vikings going from Case Keenum to Kirk Cousins, but uh, just was not the case, and the defense couldn't carry him for most of the way. And, yeah, I, I think he's right. You know, Packers are definitely going the wrong way, and w- that Khalil Mack trade swung – everything in that division you know so uh obviously they got you know one of the best pass rushers if not the best pass rusher in the nfl so um good on them and yeah bears are looking good so far den uh well i I think i picked the packers to go to the super bowl so um that basically sums up all we need to know there Uh, i don't i i thought the packers would at least be a playoff team um i I never thought they would be – they're probably one of the teams that I would say unraveled too, maybe not the most, but uh, maybe I overvalued Jimmy Graham and, and what they did in the secondary. Maybe it was a little too early for those rookies, and uh, I didn't anticipate Rodgers arguably giving up on uh, on McCarthy. So, oh well. All right, and so Drew, I saved you, I saved you for last because um, – I... You're going to get picked on a little bit here because with your Packers prediction in the podcast, you basically said they win this division because Aaron Rodgers healthy. If Aaron Rodgers stays healthy, they win this division. He stayed healthy, and they did not win the division, and in the end it wasn't close. Do you have any excuses here, or do you want to go ahead and drink that Seagram's again? I watched that team shut my team out. I watched a shutout. It's not, this isn't like it's hockey. You're not watching an NHL game. You're watching football. You should at least be able to kick a field goal at some point. And we got shut out. That's, this team is better than advertised on defense. They're underrated. And on offense, they can have good days. And at the same time, I watched that team throughout the year thinking, this is the team that shut my team out, and yet they struggle to win games down the stretch to the point where they, they just don't make it. They don't make the cut. And their coach gets fired, and now they're changing everything. And they're, the new coach keeps saying, we're going to do things differently up north. I guess I looked at the Packers as a very different team I looked at them through the lens that I used to look at them when Aaron Rodgers was making guys from the practice squad look like all-stars. I mean, uh, we all remember the Arizona Cardinals playoff game. That game will go down in infamy as the game where he had two practice squad-wide receivers in a playoff game, and they each had 100 yards and a touchdown. That's incredible. By By any standard, that's incredible. Let me ask you a question. 
Okay, and this is I, I'll start back with I'll start with Garrett here. Um, it's hard to say, really. How much responsibility does Aaron Rodgers have for the Packers implosion in the last couple of years? Outside of McCarthy, because they McCarthy. Uh, they obviously put it at his feet. So uh, that answers that question. They believe it's all on McCarthy, not so much on Rodgers. But you know, it's it's an interesting question because he's such a good quarterback, but hasn't been able to get many results recently. So I think it's on both of them. And um, but I think it's probably more on McCarthy than uh, Rodgers. Brandon. I think it's a lot more on on Rodgers because just looking mm-hmm. at his personal relationships, you know, he doesn't get along with his brother, didn't get along with Brett Favre, doesn't really get along with management because he wanted some say in some of the draft picks that he didn't even get, you know, two cents, and I don't think he was invited into the room. Uh, so for that reason, I think it falls more on on Rodgers, just his inability to really get along with guys. Dan, also Olivia Munn couldn't get get along with her either, and if you can't get along with Olivia Munn, <laughs> that's, I think yeah. that's, that's you might have just flag. swung me. Yeah. You might have swung me, Brandon. Yeah, <laughs> All right, I mean. So- I mean, to stick up for him a little bit, I mean, they, they did deal with some injuries. Obviously, Cobb, uh, the offensive line, Jimmy Graham, I, I, I don't know. Is he overrated? I don't really know. We've seen him be unstoppable, and then we've seen him not even be a, a, a factor. Um, and then, you know, defense, I, like I overvalued their defense. So, I don't know. Rodgers did take a ton of sacks this year, threw a ton of balls away, um, didn't look like himself. People saying he gave up on McCarthy – that's up for argument. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I don't think the Packers are as bad as they looked this year. Granted, I do think they're kind of retooling that team now, especially under a new coach. I don't think they're going to fall too far. That's just my opinion. True. I mean, when I hear all of this, and I hear you all say what you're saying about Aaron Rodgers, at the end of the day, he's not the head coach. He can't call the defense. He can't recruit free agents. He can only do with he, – he deals with on-the-field issues. And when you have a great quarterback, he can do – I mean, you look at the Tom Brady's, the Peyton Manning's, the Aaron Rodgers of the world. Those are the guys who make a difference on the field. But there's decisions that are made above their pay grade that they have no control over. So if your defense stinks – or let's say, like the Packers did this year, their third down defense was terrible. They allowed, I want to say they were in the bottom 10th of the NFL in terms of third down defense. You're not going to be, you're, you're not going to be a competitive defense if you can't get teams onto the sideline. If you can't force offenses onto the sideline, force punts, Aaron Rodgers can't come out, get the ball in his hands and make a difference. That's going to be a problem. I think coaching was more the problem here. I don't blame Aaron Rodgers for not being able to get along with the head coach or not being able to get along with his teammates. I think he's an elite talent. And when you have that guy, you as a franchise have to hit your wagon to him and ride him as far as you can. Sort of like the Colts did with Peyton. Just ride him as far as you can, dump him when you see a better option. That's Drew, here's it. my counter to that, though, man. Here's my counter, okay? You know, in past years, when the defense hasn't been good, we've seen lots of years when the defense hasn't been good. And when the passers and the offensive line hasn't been good in, in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is still willing to win. And to say he can't draw free agents or attract free agents or recruit free agents, that's not true either. We've seen several players across the league over the years recruit players to come play in their city. We saw it with the Rams just this last year, and they went and got Sue and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I do agree there. Green Bay? What? Yeah, but, but, yeah, but yeah, Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, there's well, not a whole true, lot there. It's still, it's still a legacy franchise. There's still a team that wins Super Bowls. Let me just say this. Green Bay is essentially Buffalo with a quarterback. That's what they are. And that's what they have been for the last decade and a half. Yeah, exactly. When we finish up here with you guys, Drew and I, we're going to Applebee's. <laughs> we're not going to Applebee's. That's, 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 that's a fancy night. That's a shot at Marshawn Lynch. But ultimately – Ultimately, what what we're looking at is you've got a franchise quarterback in a place like Green Bay. Green Bay is not an attractive location for people to migrate to, to live, to move their families to. 
But they get free agents. They get players. But I think they could do more. The franchise could do more to prop that guy up, give him a little bit of help. Maybe he's the problem. Maybe he's not. I mean, you're, you guys are, you want to talk about him not getting along with Olivia Munn? Okay, I'm on with that. <laughs> I'm on board with that because, <laughs> I mean, come on. She's gorgeous. But ultimately, when you talk about getting along with your teammates – this is a guy who makes everyone around him better. He's proven it. Okay. He's proven it throughout his career. I don't know. They're the same as Buffalo, except we don't have that. We can't recruit anybody. They do their recruiting through Aaron Rodgers, and they still can't get him anyone. But they would recruit people if they won, dude. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, just be honest. The Packers lucked out when they got Brett Favre, and they rebuilt the legacy of that franchise, okay? And then they – Made, they took the leap on Aaron Rodgers all those years ago and had someone to transition into. You have to win somewhere and then eventually start drawing people. And that's where the Buffalo, hopefully, with your new guy there, eventually can shake that out. If Buffalo starts winning, they'll attract players there. They were doing that in the early 90s when they, when they made their strive for five. Okay? I mean, I mean, am I wrong? No, you're not. That's a fair comparison. Okay, so uh, NFC West, guys. NFC West. Um I had the Rams first, Seahawks last. Den had no wild card. Den had the Rams first, Seahawks last, no wild card. Drew had the Rams first, Seahawks last, uh, no wild card. Ram uh, Brandon had the Rams first, Seahawks last, 49ers wild card. And our point winner here, had Garrett had the Rams first, the Cardinals last, no wild card. He nailed it on the dot. Um all of us were hard in the Seahawks, Drew, Drew in particular, but we just picked on them last time around. So I guess we all have to eat some crow on the Seahawks, especially with their offensive line being a running offense. No one saw that coming. I didn't see it coming. I mean, no one did. So I'll eat the crow here. Boy, was I wrong. Really wrong. Hey, the Seahawks were the only one, of the, one of the only Panthers' home losses. It was really the only one. The other one was with uh, – both of our backups and Christian McCaffrey warming up on the sidelines to maybe play quarterback. So uh, those are the only two losses at home. But Seahawks are really the only team that beat the Panthers at home this year. And it's tough. I have a question for you. Did you know, did you have insider information that the Arizona Cardinals were only going to spend $2 million in their offensive line? (laughs) Me? Was that question to me? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, I'm the guy who hacked Josh Rosen's uh, Instagram account today. Yeah, I've got his password. I got everything. <laughs> and that's why I knew they are going to be last. Hey, question for Brandon here on this. Brandon, you were the guy who had the 49ers win the wild card. Obviously, with Jimmy G went down, that ended. But the Niners weren't playing all that well before that anyways. Um, do you see this team, the 49ers, a team that can come back next year? And do they have the pieces? Or are you just saying, yeah, I was wrong on that one? Yeah, I think I was just wrong on that one. Uh, George Kittle's a good player. They're tight end. Uh, but outside of that, didn't see a whole lot else on the offense that really warranted uh, me to think otherwise. So I I think I'm wrong on that one. I'll eat crow there. Okay. So that takes us guys to our last one. and we're, I mean, We've been on for an hour now, so this is way past Drew's bedtime. Super Bowl. Garrett picked the Saints for the NFC, the Patriots for the AFC and the Patriots to win it all. Brandon took the Saints in the NFC, the Chargers in the AFC and the Saints to win it all. Drew took the Rams in the NFC, the Jaguars in the AFC and the Rams to win it all. Den took the Packers in the NFC, the Jaguars in the AFC, and Den. To be fair, I had the Super Bowl matchup in the as the two championship game losers. So, but so I get like a what? big eraser or like a Chinese finger <laughs> trap kinda, or something. You kind of hurt yourself here, dude, because you didn't actually name a winner of that game in the podcast. I rewound it like 10 times to see if maybe of I missed what, it. what, the Super Bowl? Yeah, you didn't name a oh, winner for that. Patriots. Well, I mean, no, in, in your prediction back then. <laughs> <laughs> and I had the Eagles and Jaguars with the Jaguars winning. Um, so Garrett took this. I actually gave points for each one. Garrett took two out of three points. For naming the um, the Patriots as the AFC champion and the Super Bowl champion, 
and then Drew got a point for the Rams. So you guys ready for the point totals? Yes. Okay, here we go. Let's do it. Do I have any points? Den finishes last <laughs> with two points. Woo! Two points. Well, it might be three. We'll go back and check the tape. Okay. Drew and myself, we finish next with three points. Can't believe yes, I lost sir! to Drew. I lost to Drew in something. This is yes! tough. <laughs> okay. Brandon. Next in line with six points. He was actually my original winner, and then you guys took two points from him today. Brandon. Well, one of them Garrett definitely deserved, but if I can fight the other one, at least make it closer. (laughs) So you had six points, Brandon. Garrett finished with seven, and he is our winner. The winner of the Rams Talk Roundtable Least Wrong Award is Garrett Sisti from the Lightning Round Podcast with seven points out of 15 questions. Congratulations, Garrett, for being the least pathetic of all of us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, at least I didn't lose to Drew. So, Dan, I'm sorry. You're the <laughs> ultimate loser here. This is uh, even even being last, losing to Drew that's makes just it a, even worse. Yeah, that's a six-pack of, Se- of Seagram. Yeah. So they, do they sell them in six-packs? Yes. Proud sponsor? Six. I, I know at the local <laughs> beer store here, you can you can buy a four-pack if you wanted to. Four, six, twelve. Or buy, <laughs> just trying to get buy them all if you wanted to. <laughs> And I, I gotta be honest, I'm glad I didn't finish last because it'd be really embarrassing to finish last in my own freaking show. Not gonna lie to you. <laughs> so we're gonna end the podcast with this. I want to get. I want you guys, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming everybody's gonna want to come back for the round, the, the tour around the league again. I'm assuming. Yes. Any, anybody not coming back? Okay. No. Nope. So gotta defend the throne. Gotta defend the throne. Okay. So, um, I want to ask you guys for a. Well, here we go. A bold prediction for the 2019 offseason. The 2019 offseason. I'm going to go. I'm going to start with our winner, Garrett. Give me a bold prediction for your 2019 offseason. And, and a year from now, we'll come back again. Bold prediction um, for the offseason. So that means free agency. Uh, free agency, draft, ahead. whatever. Okay. Um, I'll say. Antonio Brown goes to the Raiders, a team that's not really being mentioned but has a lot of cap space, and I think Gruden's a big fan. Well, I know he is. And uh, I think he ends up being a Raider next season, and I don't think that helps the team that much. Man, I hope that happens instead of the 49ers. Brandon. Um, I think I'll take Le'Veon Bell to the Arizona Cardinals. Hmm. With David Johnson there? Well, they got to do some trading. It's a bold prediction. Okay. All right. right. Fair (laughs) enough. Fair enough. Drew. I don't know. I'm going back and forth in my head. I mean, if you're talking about bold predictions, bold predictions is I don't think Eli Manning will start every game at quarterback for the Giants next season, regardless of injury. Are you that drunk? He said offseason. No, 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 no. He's going to get replaced this offseason. His replacement will get found this offseason. And next year, he's not going to – they're going to go into this year with a replacement on hand, even though everyone, including their GM, says otherwise. All right. Den? I'm going to go with uh, Josh Rosen is not the quarterback of the Cardinals next year. At all? Like, gone, traded? Uh, well, well, we'll give myself a little leeway. We'll just say he's not their starting quarterback. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good one. Kyler Murray. Yes. Boy, the Cardinals give up that that quickly, that easily. All right, here's Josh Rosen to the Patriots. What do you think? Um, I'm going to say Nick Foles is a bust for wherever team he lands with. I'm going to call it now. I'm shocked he's a free agent, by the way. Yeah. Do you want to give us a team? I well, you know, the Jaguars and him are making googly eyes at each other, but I don't really. I don't buy the Jaguars as having any kind of system he can be successful in. So I'll say he goes there. Um, that's my second prediction. I'm probably wrong on that one, but I think he's going to fail no matter where he goes. I just don't think he's a starter in the NFL. I think he got lucky in a system that fits that fit him, and I'm not sure that that magic can be repeatable twice. So there you go. All right, guys. Um, real quick here. It, hey, we are looking for sponsors. We always need help keeping lights on here. I mean, the lights tend to go out here quite a bit. So reach out to us at ramstop1945 at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 
5453. We have our media kit ready to get out to you. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Talk Rams, or follow me on Twitter, DC Apollo. And I got to give these guys an opportunity to shout themselves out and, you know, leave us with a final thought. I'm going to start with our winner, Garrett Sisti. Tell people where they can find you and give a final thought. Oh, uh, you can find me. It's 2019. You can Google my name. Find me on Twitter. It doesn't matter. But uh, most importantly, go sponsor Talk Rams. I'll, 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 I'll take my time and say go find a sponsor for Talk Rams. If you've got any money, send it their way. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brandon. Yeah, you can uh, – I mean, it's Gary. You can Google me and find me on Twitter. But you can also follow the Chicago Audible at the Chicago Audible on Twitter. Find all of our content there. Also on the website, uh, thechicagoaudible.com. You can find everything we're doing there. And I just want to note there, if, if you happen to like – just have a soft spot for the Bears, I've been a big admirer of what – of what the original Bears brothers did and now Chicago Audible. Their website is outstanding, so on and so forth. I kind of have I've stolen a few ideas from them, actually. So there you go. Drew. Thank you. Well, you can find our podcast, The Rockpile Report. We're on all the major carriers, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. We did a show tonight covering the Combine. Jesus. More importantly, support Rams Talk. I mean, they're, they're the ones who brought us all together. That's what we're here for, guys. That, that's the reason I know Garrett Sisti, who just made me dr- made me chew the seat for seven seconds. That's why we're all here. All right. Dan. Yeah, shout out to Rams talking to you, Derek. Derek came on our show. We did the Madden Sim like we do every year. That was fun. Uh, but, yeah, I get, like you just said, Drew, I know the three of you guys uh, because of this show. So um, you guys are all great to follow. So I'm over at Keep Pound Den on Twitter. Also, uh can find my stuff on the Riot Report, where uh, we do everything Panthers. So if you're yeah, into I'm, that kind of stuff. I'm guessing, guys, we're all going to be meeting again come August for our 2019 predictions, aren't we? we gonna do I, it again? Have, I yeah. have to get some of my self-respect back from Garrett. i got to get my power to flesh. <laughs> ain't going to happen. We're running it back, happen. sir. You and I, we're, we're going to run this Seagram's bet thing back. All right, man. All right. Yeah, we'll do it I next time I mean, and we'll break booze. Part. I'm really going for that most improved player award. This is uh, this was a tough one for me tonight, guys. <laughs> you, but, hey, you, you know, there's there's a, there's a silent sniper in this room, guys, and that's Brandon. Guy barely ever says anything. We kind we kind of drown him out. He finishes second by a hair, and yet we have not heard a peep about him being part of a secrets bet either. Brandon, come on, man. You, we're not going to let you go under the radar much longer, man. It's hey, not happening. I'll hop in on one of these. Yeah. <laughs> All right, All yeah, right. deal. Next time in August, we'll bring booze. <laughs> Brand, Brandon's the guy that does just well enough that he like d- doesn't does well enough that like yeah he doesn't like first loser. It's not so bad though that he needs to drink a Seagram's. He like almost won, you know. <laughs> he keeps it. He keeps it right around the average. It's not a hot take or a, or a cold take. All right, guys. With all that, do want to appreciate. I appreciate you guys taking the time for an hour long podcast to come hang out with me and and talk football and make fun of ourselves. Um, it, the game is such a strange game in that we, you know, we can come out there and we can come in, you know, every one of us came into that podcast in August with a really strong informed opinion. We've been following the draft. We've been following free agency. And, you know, it's amazing how things change in the course of a season and how wrong you can be, even though you came informed. And uh, so I will be having, I'll be talking with all these guys again for the tour around the league here after the draft. They'll all be back in August to, for many of us, including myself, redeem ourselves a little bit. And again, thanks, thanks guys so much for A, with the nice words about our show, and for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Of course, man. Yeah, thanks. All right, so it's, it's time for us to go. Peace out. We'll see you guys Sunday. control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.
You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Get really into your favorite shows and movies all in one place with Flex, a 4K streaming box you get free with Xfinity Internet. And get Peacock Premium at no additional cost. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Flex. Restrictions apply requires postpaid Xfinity Internet excluding Internet essentials. One device included. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.